So do any of you remember those Mickey Mouse cartoons from the 1930s? The ones that were just put out on DVD a few years ago? Well, I hear there is one that was unreleased to even the most avid classic Disney fans. According to sources, it's nothing special. It's just a continuous loop, like Flintstones, of Mickey walking past six buildings that go on for two or three minutes before fading out. Unlike the cutesy tunes put in, though, the song on this cartoon was not a song at all. Just a constant banging on a piano for a minute and a half before going to white noise for the remainder of the film. It wasn't the jolly old Mickey we've come to love, either. Mickey wasn't dancing, not even smiling. Just kind of walking as if you or I were walking. With a normal facial expression, but for some reason his head tilted side to side as he kept this dismal look. Up until a year or two ago, everyone believed that after, it cut to black, and that was it. When Leonard Malton was reviewing the cartoon to be put in the complete series, he decided it was too junk to be on the DVD, but wanted to have a digital copy due to the fact that it was a creation of Walt. When he had a digitized version up on his computer to look at the file, he noticed something. The cartoon was actually 9 minutes and 4 seconds long. This is what my source emailed to me, in full. He is a personal assistant of one of the higher executives at Disney, an acquaintance of Mr. Malton himself. After a cut to black, it stayed like that until the 6th minute, before going back into Mickey walking. The sound was different this time. It was a murmur. It wasn't a language, but more like a gurgled cry. As the noise got more indistinguishable and loud over the next minute, the picture began to get weird. The sidewalk started to go in directions that seemed impossible based on the physics of Mickey's walking. And the dismal face of the mouse was slowly curling into a smirk. On the seventh minute, the murmur turned into a blood-curdling scream the kind of scream painful to hear. And the picture got more obscure. Colors were happening that shouldn't have been possible at the time. Mickey's face began to fall apart. His eyes rolled on the bottom of his chin like two marbles in a fishbowl. And his curled smile was pointing upward on the left side of his face. The buildings became rubble floating in midair and the sidewalk was still impossibly navigating in warped directions. A few seeming inconceivable with what we as humans know about direction. Mr. Malton got disturbed and left the room, sending an employee to finish the video and take notes of everything happening up until the last second, and afterward immediately stored the disc of the cartoon into the vault. This distorted screaming lasted until eight minutes and a few seconds in and then it abruptly cuts to the Mickey Mouse face at the end of the credits of the end of every video, with what sounded like a broken music box playing in the background. This happened for about 30 seconds, and whatever was in that remaining time, I haven't been able to get a sliver of information about. From a security guard working under me, who was making rounds outside of that room, I was told that after the last frame, the employee stumbled out of the room with pale skin, saying, Real suffering is not known. 
seven times before speedily taking the guard's pistol and offing himself on the spot. The thing I could get out of Leonard Malton was that the last frame was a piece of Russian text that roughly said, The sights of hell bring its viewers back in. As far as I know, no one else has seen it, but there have been dozens of attempts at getting the file on RapidShare by employees inside the studios, all of whom have been promptly terminated from their jobs. Whether it got online or not is up for debate, but if rumors serve me right, it's online somewhere under suicidemouse.avi. If you ever find a copy of the film, I want you to never view it and to contact me immediately, regardless of the time. When a Disney death is covered up as well as this, it means this has to be something huge. Get back at me. Signed, TR. I have yet to find a copy of this, but it is out there. I know it. The Lavender Town Syndrome, also known as Lavender Town Tone or Lavender Town Suicides, was a peak in suicides and illness of children between the ages of 7 to 12 shortly after the release of Pokemon Red and Green in Japan. Back in February 27, 1996, rumors say that these suicides and illness only occurred after the children playing the game reached Lavender Town, whose theme music had extremely high frequencies that studies showed that only children and young teens can hear, since their ears are more sensitive. Due to the Lavender Tone, at least 200 children supposedly committed suicide, and many more developed illnesses and afflictions. The children who committed suicide usually did so by hanging or jumping from heights. Those who did not acted irrationally, complained of severe headaches after listening to Lavender Town's theme. Although Lavender Town now sounds differently, depending on the game, this mass hysteria was caused by the first Pokemon game released. After the Lavender Tone incident, the programmers had fixed Lavender Town's theme music to be at a lower frequency, and since children were no longer affected by it. One video appeared in 2010 using special software to analyze the audio of Lavender Town's music. When played, the software created images of the unknown near the end of the audio. This raised a controversy, since the unknown didn't appear until the Generation 2 games silver, gold, and crystal. The unknown translate to leave now. There's also the said beta version of Lavender Town. It is said that the beta version of Pocket Monsters was released to some kids to test the games. The beta version of Lavender Town, the theme music, has been playing in the background. 